Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am tonight's entertainment. Welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, February 26th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show at LO underscore Padres or my personal account at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined to do so, hit me up on there with any questions you might have. And I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was me doing my Joker presentation, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. Felt like mixing it up today. Not going to do a different impersonation of the intro every time, but still... I hope everyone's doing well. By the time you're listening to this, the Padres should be underway with their game, actually, against the Indians. And the sheriff, the the sheriff and his lion tattoo, Mr. Chris Paddock, will be getting the start, actually, by the time you guys listen to this. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, in general today, I just wanted to do a little kind of spring training breakdown, a little spring training recap, answer one of the listener questions that I got, actually, like a week and a half ago, so I'm a little late on that. And just talk about that a little bit. Just do some little updates. Nothing super special today. You're going to have days like this. After all, it is the spring training blues. That's definitely that's definitely what's happening right now. Spring training. Like, let's just, let's just talk about it as a whole. It's something that I truly, rarely, possibly never, ever care about. Because oftentimes, I feel like it's just too small a sample size to really judge anything. This is baseball. Not football or basketball. Sports that are more... You know, I feel like you can get a better judgment on how players play and what they're like. While baseball, as compared to other sports, you're supposed to fail. You know what I mean? Batting, getting three out of ten hits, succeeding on three out of ten at-bats is considered a success. A great success, actually. Batting 300, that's awesome, right? It's one of those sports. So every time people start freaking out about spring trading, for me, largely the entire thing, it's just an overreaction emporium. Like, cool, Zach Davies, he got the win the other day and gave up no hits on two innings. That's cool. Cal Contra, um, Joey Lucchese, you know, we're going to get looks into Mackenzie Gore and, you know, Manny Machado hit a home run at spring training at one of his his first at-bats. That's great and all, but I often find that the conversation, the, the dialogue around spring training is people usually just overreacting. I mean, while recording this, I just saw that, you know, a friend of mine who, who lives out here with me in, in, on the Northeast, us coastal elitists, who's a, he's a Yankees fan, and he just started freaking out because Masahiro Tanaka gave up a home run in a spring training game. And I'm just like, first of all, that's going to happen a lot with Tanaka, so I don't know why you're freaking out like he's a fly ball pitcher. But also, my thing is, it's spring training. I literally never care about these stats. You can probably go back to any any number of years. I mean, just to use another Yankee thing. I know this is a Padres podcast, but just use another Yankee thing. I remember when Greg Bird was tearing it up one season. You know, I remember when Manny Machado was tearing it up in spring training and then started off really slow in the regular season. That was back when he was with Baltimore. And I just don't, you know, I, obviously Machado's a star, but someone like Greg Bird, everyone's like super high on him. And now he's barely even playing on any teams. not even getting any playing time. So I often find it, it really is this giant, who's going to say something crazy to kind of get everybody's attention. Like, you know what? I watched a couple of games of Ty France, and I think he's by default like the fourth best hitter on the Padres. So here's the thing. I do understand that it's important in many cases. When it comes to 
just seeing what the future holds and maybe just getting getting a taste. If you look at it from a perspective of we're not learning whether or not this guy's going to be good, but we're looking at it in terms of a just entertainment and just being excited kind of standpoint, I think spring training is useful. We're all excited to see, for instance, Mackenzie Gore, the number four to number five overall prospect in all of baseball, the best pitching prospect in all of baseball by most by most uh, standards and most analytics and most websites and what they've ranked on fan graphs, baseball America, stuff like that. But I also want to be cautious because when he does pitch, if he gets completely lit up, you do not want to be, oh man, he drops a few spots. He's now the 15th prospect. I like this other pitcher more. Baseball is too much of a giant sample size sport for you to make large conclusions like that. And that all being said, you know, I'm super excited to see Mackenzie Gore pitch. And Tatis says he looks nasty. He was quoted as saying that the other day. And I understand it's important. I understand that you want to see just how exactly the team shapes up. Who makes the team? Who makes those those last, like, of the 40-man roster? Who are those last, like, like five or six guys? Like, who are those guys going to be? Who are the platoon guys going to be? Who are the guys that are going to be sharing time? It doesn't matter, obviously, who's going to be playing behind guys like Manny Machado or Fernando Tatis or Eric, or Eric Hosmer, because we know they're going to play. They're getting their money's worth, all that stuff, right? I do I do think that's interesting. And I, but that's what I'm saying is I just think that, you know, like it, it is important in some sense, but I don't want to overreact to guys like Zach Davies, who had a, had a great outing the other day, didn't give up a single hit and went, went two innings. He got the W, but also while he does look good and I do think he is somewhat underrated in, in some sense in terms of his, you know, he's definitely a control based pitcher and he's got one of the lower K rates in the entire league. I mean, he only struck out 102 guys last year. And that was in all of the starts. I'm pretty sure Matt Strom, guys like that, like bullpen guys, they got more strikeouts than him. So that's my thing. Zach Davies looks fine. Just some other updates on my other pitchers. Cal Contrell, he went two innings, giving up two hits and a run. But he did strike out four, which was nice to see, since a lot of people are questioning whether Contrell has kind of swing and miss stuff. And then Joey Lucchese struggled slightly, walking one and giving up a hit and a run. But again, here's the thing, guys. It's still only, it's like two inning sample sizes. You know what I mean? It's not, spring training is only useful just to kind of put a ribbon, put, put a bow on this whole thing. Spring training to me is only kind of really useful when it comes to, is the full team going to be healthy? Did everyone make it through spring training? And in terms of who are those last like five or six guys that might make the team? Actually, it's it's funny. Speaking to the former, I actually got a question on Twitter the other day um, from Dare Bear <laughs> on Twitter who asked, uh, is there any suspicious things on Tommy Pham possibly being injured more than the Padres are letting on, given that it's the Padres? Which is fair. <laughs> it's a fair It's a fair fear to have. Apparently, he has some side soreness. According to AJ Casaval of MLB.com, he didn't play in Tuesday's spring training game, and he's also not playing in today's game, according to this, this whole thing. It's not the elbow injury that he had a little bit, which is no longer a concern. And he was actually slated to start in Saturday's game, the first uh, spring training opener, but it got rained out. And since then, he's developed some soreness in the side. So I don't think they're... I think the Padres are just taking it very slowly with this. I think they want to be careful because Tommy Pham is one of the biggest offseason acquisitions that they acquired, you know, along with Emilia Pagan and, and Drew Pomerantz. The big thing with him is he's not been a super injury-prone player or anything like that. In 2017, which was probably his best season when he batted 300 back at St. Louis, he missed 34 games. Then the next year, he missed 25. And then 2019, he played 145, only missing 17. He's 
not been this like golden stature of health, but he's definitely not been this guy who's been injury prone or anything like that. So I wouldn't read too much into this. As the report said, he was slated to play on Saturday, if not for the rainout. So I assume something probably just happened during the workout. They probably just want to make sure that they don't get him hurt because after all, he's going to be important. And this is probably because why they went out to get him is because he has a remarkable plate discipline, one of the highest on-base percentages among outfielders in the league. And the Padres last year were 26th in on-base percentage. So that's a big reason why they got him. And a big reason why I think a lot of people are projecting, myself included, that the Padres in that department will at least go up a little bit. That's why. They need him. They need a guy who's going to be consistent, going to have a decent glove, get out there, run around. Just an overall just really solid, awesome player. So I wouldn't. I don't think that the Padres are really holding anything back. Not like teams haven't done that before. But yeah, I don't really think that. But yeah, in terms of spring training, man, sorry if you guys get upset about this, but I largely try to ignore it in terms of how certain players we know are going to start, how they do. I do not care if Tatis goes 0 for 14 and strikes out five times. Wait until the beginning of the season. There's been way too many times that we've been proven wrong or we've overreacted. Like I said, it's an overreaction emporium. But when it comes to those last bunch of spots, I'm curious. And we're going to take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, I'm going to answer another question somebody had about what can we look forward to in spring training? What exactly should we keep an eye on, if anything? So yeah, stay tuned, guys. You're listening to Lockdown Padres Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Lockdown Padres Podcast. I'm Javier Reyes. We just broke down my overall feelings about spring training. And as you, as you guys are listening to this, Mr. Chris Paddock, the sheriff, the lion tattoo man, the Simba, maybe not the Simba. I don't want to use that as a, as a, a name for him. Curious to see how that plays out. But in terms of what I do care about, I'm answering another question. And that comes from one of the guys who I guess is kind of a a mainstay on Padres Twitter from what I've seen. One of the first people actually that reached out to me and one of the first people that followed the podcast on and sent some comments actually. That's Padres Obsessed Wes. Sorry, I didn't ask for your real name. I didn't have time um, while I was recording this. But he asked uh, a couple, like a week and a half ago, he asked, this spring training is a chance for some guys to prove themselves and maybe claim a spot on the opening day roster. For which Padres do you think this spring is going to be the most important? Cal Quantrill, Ty France, Mackenzie Gore, Luis Patino? And here's the thing. My answer to that is in regards to Luis Patino, who's around the number 47, 48 range, according to rankers in terms of prospects in the league. He's still just 20 years old, and I would be curious to see how he pitches just in terms of, like, is he truly, truly far out? If he looks great, sure. I mean, it's it's an encouraging sign. But with those guys, I just think that their status is so these guys are the future that I don't know if there's anything that they can do to change our mind. If Mackenzie Gore goes out and gets lit up, goes like an, an inning and a half with with three walks and a two triples or something like that on a home run, like it'll be, oh, that's a bummer, but it's not going to freak me out. I Actually, it would freak me out a little bit with those numbers because he is a little bit more along the way. He's maybe like a year or so away. And maybe, uh, I wouldn't say he's coming up at the end of this year. No, I, I doubt that. But Luis Patino, if Luis Patino, for example, got lit up, he's still 20 years old. I'm not really paying too much attention to that. But I would say, actually, I have three areas of places where, as of right now, I'm most interested in. And there's three areas. Number one, I think Cal Quantrill is the one to keep an eye on. Like I said, he didn't. He went two innings, giving up two hits and a run the other day. But he struck out four, which was nice to see. I think with him, he's one to keep an eye on because he got really destroyed 
last year in the time of the majors. He had a 5.69 ERA in 91.2 innings when he was starting for the Padres towards the end of the last of last season. So I think he's one of the more, I don't want to say there's pressure on the guy, but there kind of is to perform because he's been a highly regarded prospect. And a lot of people are wondering, is has the hype died down a bit? Has it, has it subsided? Is this not a guy who basically has swing and miss stuff? A lot of people are wondering if this is just a back-of-the-end rotation guy, which is which is certainly going to be helpful for the Padres, don't get me wrong, especially if if the team doesn't stay healthy. I mean, we have guys like Kerry Richards on the team. you got to be careful, right? But I would say it's going to be interesting to see if he can maybe show people a little bit of something because he looked quite bad in his time in the majors last year. That's a, And it wasn't like some small sample size, which I've been talking about on all podcasts, right? It was a decent enough time. So I'd be watching out for Kyle Quantrill. The other area... I want to look out for is actually Taylor Trammell, who I think is an interesting prospect to keep in mind because one, we got him from Indians, I believe it was it was part of the Trevor Bauer like three team trade last year, and it was just this sneaky little thing that the Padres got. I would keep an eye on him and keep an eye on how he does defensively because just in general, I would say this for all, but Trammell is one of the people that I'm looking forward to the most. Just in general, you want to see how the outfield shapes out because we still don't know exactly who the center fielder is going to be for the Padres. I'm not saying it's going to be Tramiel. I think that there's probably going to be some time split between a bunch of people. Maybe Juan Lagares is going to come up. So I'd keep an eye on him just because of that fact. And then the third area is this whole second base kind of situation that we got right now. And I think that people should keep an eye on Brian Dozier, who, of course, is a superhero. Not gonna lie, guys, rooting for him. Is it bad to root for a player just because you're excited about that one clip? Yes, but also, I actually saw a stat yesterday that was was quite interesting. The F war by second baseman in MLB, the ones who have the most, it's Jose Altuve with 27.2. And then Brian Dozier is second with 17. That's what I'm saying. So, guys, Brian Dozier might be a sneaky... I don't want to get overly excited. I doubt... I think his best days are probably behind him. But that's why I think that the Padres are giving him a chance. So, I would look out for the competition for that second baseman slot between Ty France, Brian Dozier, and Jerkson Profar. Probably being the... I know there's others that might get the spot, but I'd say those are the primary people. And I'd say more so it might be between Profar and and Brian Dozier. Unless Dozier really doesn't have much left. Because apparently what I was reading is that he actually had some some contracts left on the table from other teams, but he went for the Padres because he thinks that's the place where he has the, the best chances of playing. So I would watch that. But overall, thank you for your question. Those are the three areas. What's going on in second base? Brian Dozier, Profar, and Ty France. I'm leaning towards Dozier and Profar, this being about them. AJ Prell is really high on Profar for reasons that are not necessarily justifiable right now, but we'll see in the future. And then I'd keep an eye on Cal Quantrill, who really, I mean, after such a disaster last year, I think that he's got the most pressure on him to do something this spring to get people excited about him again because the hype has definitely subsided. And then I would pay attention to uh, Taylor Trammell, if he starts to show a little something. Because when he wasn't on the Padres farm system, he was getting some hype. People were excited about him, even though he struggled a bit a bit in double-A last year. I'd still just keep an eye on him because the outfield is always shaky, so I'd keep an eye on that. But yeah, that does it for today's edition of the Locked On Padres podcast. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Still making that joke. Remember to subscribe to the pod wherever you get your pods from. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. 
Remember to, to subscribe. Remember to hit me up with any other questions. Definitely going to try and do something like that next week. See what, you know, transpires over the, the coming days and spring training and whatnot. And hopefully Tommy Pham is in fact healthy. I hope that everything I said on here, it doesn't have to be redacted or anything like that. Until next time, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies, and take care.